Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 65. Today we have, oh, actually, you better tell you that the sponsors, Chef Notepad. You can uh, keep all your recipes in one secure place amongst a million other things you can do on that amazing application. Check that out at chefnotepad.com.au. Also, the Suncoast ordering app where you can order all your delicious vegetables and you can have enhanced visibility with up-to-date pricing. How cool is that? Check that out at suncoastfresh.com.au. Today, we've got Justin and John. These guys, snow chefs. Have you ever heard of such a thing? These guys snowboard around the globe, collaborating, snowboarding, cooking, drinking, laughing, learning, inspiring. These guys are absolutely a crack up. You're going to love this one. Find out how you can become a part of this journey as well. So sit back. Let's enjoy Justin and John. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Justin and John, snow chef, food and snow obsessed. How did you come up with this awesome idea where you get to travel around, hang out at cool ski ski fields and snowboard and drink alcohol and talk to cool people and cook lots of food? How does it all happen? Who thought of that? (laughs) Well, I did. I did. I'm Justin. I can't believe you thought of all that. (laughs) I did. Were you you just looking for a job that made a holiday as well? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. Or, you know, I just said to myself, what can I do that's going to get me around the world to some of the most beautiful places in the world that have snow and great food and people and eccentrics and all that kind of stuff? So Chef well, started in the right place. Yes, yes, it is. So, yeah, I just thought let's, let's get to the mountain somehow and, you know, work our way towards creating a really good show that's an interest to people and shows them the journey yep. to get there first and foremost because John and I both love travel first and foremost and then, yeah, we love food we're, and snow. We're obsessed about it. <laughs> and, yeah, John being the chef, me being the foodie and, you know, avid snow people, aren't we? Yeah, love gotcha. the mountain culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's <clears throat> I guess where it all started was just, one time at Apres Ski with a few mates, just started to think about all the, the the chefs that were out there, the celebrity chefs in particular. So probably talking maybe over 10 years ago. So it was the likes of Gordon Ramsay and <clears throat> Jamie Oliver and a couple of other those guys. And I just started to think no one's ever, you know, they're more urban. Yeah. Urban environments, the celebrity chefs. And, mm. you know, there's a lot, a lot of chefs in the world that, that are out in the mountains you know, creating a, a work lifestyle balance that's pretty cool and interesting. God, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, mm. I just thought I've got to find, as we were talking about before, find a way to to get out there and, and showcase them and, and continue to get myself and a crew, a good crew, collaborative crew that love the same things that I do about the mountains and, mm. yeah, just... What an awesome idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're dead right. There was a hole in the market there because, like, I haven't even thought of podcasting the snow chef apart from, you know, until I met you guys. I was like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, this is a great hole. So, yeah. Well, um, what amazing people they must be as well. Um, because, you know, you're a bit adventurous if, you, if you're doing that stuff. If you're getting out in the snow, you're prepared to travel around. You know, you must meet some pretty loose units and some pretty pretty cool people. <laughs> do, do we meet loose units at all? I think we're pretty loose. Yeah. <laughs> does, does loose well, attract loose? Is yeah. that, is that oh, why you're on the team, yeah. John? Wanna, oh, well, we'll jump into me in a minute. They talk about <laughs> But yeah. um, I agree, like, you know, JD came up with a concept. It's a brilliant concept. Um, like, my background's a little bit... We're going to go into that later, but my background is 
Um, I've been a chef for 32 years, but I went to Japan in 90, 92, 93, and then got told about these amazing mountains. And then the next second, two years later, I'd come back to Australia and I was being called up to go to Hakuba. And that's where my, my obsession started with mountain because I never, I never had ever seen snow before. So for me to be, my career's taken me all around the world and I chose that career for many reasons, apart from the fact I love food, um, was the fact that I could travel and then somehow our two worlds collided, didn't they, JD? Yeah, yeah that's right. In Japan. That's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Okay, so tell me about the first time you, okay, you're, how do you guys even meet? On Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. Oh, wait a minute, I had this written down that we weren't talking about your... Sexual preferences <laughs> and fetishes Joking. on the side. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jodie. That's a fine. And the laughter that we're sharing right now is, I'm just going sideways a little bit here, is the laughter yeah. is great because that's what I really built or wanted yeah. Snow Chef to be all about. And yeah. we were talking about before, loose meets loose. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, being in the snow is like all about having a good time and enjoying yourself and the experience. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we're trying to emulate with Snow Chef is like, Watch our programs, watch our shows, watch our short content, and it's all about good times. Yep. And then where we go, we you know often our part on our past trips as we've come into towns, there's a bit of that momentum and the snowball, and you can mm. feel it. Oh, snow chefs in town. Yeah. Oh, you see those guys? Look at them. Yeah. Yeah. It took a, it took a while to get there, but yeah. um yeah, going back to where we met. Mm. How, how was it? How was it? Jackson. Jackson. Oh, yeah. 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 One of your Just guys. Just a, a person that we know. Mm said I know this chef working over in Hakuba, Japan and I was going over there to try and get the ball rolling after first trip over to the US and wanted to mm. focus on Japan and show something about the, the Japan ex well, expats that were working there but also the Japanese culture. So yeah, went to Hakuba and yeah. you know, on an absolute shoestring, of course. Yeah, I was and gonna say, what's the first step? You know, like people want to do this sort of thing and no one's brave enough. And it takes a really bold oh. person who's gonna whip into their savings and not buy that house and not do all that traditional stuff. I mean, you know, you might have had a few of them them goals put away and put in you know, put away and you've got to a time where you go, Okay, I'm prepared to take a bit more risk at the end of you know, at the latter part of your careers. And, you know, there's people out there just don't know how to do that first step. So the first thing is just do it. Yeah, pretty much. Just Your other just, sponsor, you're sponsored by Nike, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, they're doing food now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing they running shoes. They got into skating now. They moved into the food and beverage arena. <laughs> Imagine well. that. Yeah, 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 Nike, yeah. Nike slip-ons for yeah. the kitchen. So yeah. tell me how yeah, it works. Look, what do you do? You head look, around and you just meet people. Tell me what, what a, what a, well, what a yeah. trip from planning that and what you want to achieve, one trip. Tell me how it all works and tell me how you film it all as right. well. So there's a, like anything. Take you've got a couple we'll of days. We'll take a notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like anything, there's a lot of work behind the scenes. Yeah, right, and yeah. I come from a project management background, so oh, I... Smart guy. Mm. <laughs> That's right. I don't know about smart, <laughs> just persistent. <laughs> so, beard, is that clip-on beer? Because now I know you differently. It's <laughs> <laughs> bloody project management. <laughs> So yeah, a lot of lot of time goes in in the back there, contacting uh, participants, potential participants. So that being obviously people obviously who own restaurants or chefs themselves, and tourism boards, marketing departments from the snow resorts, and yeah, it just progresses from there. So I've developed little pitch documents or proposals, or you know, telling 
uh, potential participants what's involved. So it's like all those steps, emails, messages, getting on the phone, trying oh, to get in, yeah. in front of people. So, you yeah. know, those first couple mm. of trips, and still now it's quite tough, but... Yeah. Taking notes, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about just, yeah, continually getting in front of people's face or, well, we, electronic we also face, get, let's say. We also get a lot of, like, because of the trips we've done, we're now starting to get recognition and people, the followers, are actually start to engage and going, you got to come here, South mm. America. We've got a lot of South American crew engaging now, yeah. saying, wow, we want you guys to come here. Um, like we did the expos, Japan wants us there later on this year. Yeah. So it, it's taken a lot of groundwork by JD to get the inroads, but they're sort of starting to pay off now. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I okay. just developed, I guess <clears throat> I set myself a goal, then break it down into objectives and try to hit those objectives going forward and then obviously arrange the time frames around when we can go because the time frames can be difficult because we don't we'd love to go in peak season because that's when the powder is of course yeah yeah because we do get a little bit of r and r not too much but peak season means the people in the hospo and you know these venues are busy yeah, so they don't have time to see yeah. us and you know, along the journey, we've had plenty of times where we've rocked up and as much as time that I've put into it and told the person and given them a full rundown on what we're doing, we've rocked up <laughs> and they're like, what are you doing here? Or the chef, oh, I didn't know you were coming. Yeah. So we have to really think on the hop and we're yeah. pretty adaptable at that yes. and we just, you know, yeah. twist things around and, and, and get a bit funkadelic and then we... Oh, I guess in my whole planning, it's communicating to John, letting him know what's happening, talking to the videographers, letting them know what's yeah. happening. So they're here or you take them with you or you meet them over there? How does that work? Oh, uh, we take them with us. Yeah. 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 So how, how many in a crew get on a plane and go to Japan? To three of us at the moment. Three. Has it been uh, three? No, our previous trip was three. We're looking to do another trip soon. Where we'll probably 24. have four, the yeah. two videographers and the two presenters. That will yeah. go on the journey. Yeah. And you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Oh, wow. I never He's thought you'd say a, that. Yeah. That's awesome. Fruit box. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we do need someone to carry the bags. Yeah. So, well, hey, those done that before. Bags yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of what people don't see behind the scenes, like we, we got, like, so for example, Japan, we get the Japan, there's three of us, cameraman. Cameraman's got all his stuff, mics, everything, you know. He, they travel hard, those dudes. And then mm -hmm. we got, board bags and we got everything and then we got a on on location we've actually got to carry all his equipment and help out to set up and move stuff and you know so there's a lot of there's a lot mm. of us involved we're we're no prima donnas we don't have a well what do they get those people who are famous like a sherpa, sherpa. No, not a ship. <laughs> I'm talking about like a special room at, on set. Oh, what's it called again? Oh, yeah, like a trailer. Like, like a trailer. A, we yeah. don't have a trailer. What? We did. Not yet, <laughs> we mean to say. We're on our way, though. Yeah. Snow shift yeah. bag carrier. I can see that on my T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Well, I can get those printed, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shirt, but a snow chef. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, look, we, uh, as things have gone along, it's still a grind, but the grind's getting a little bit easier because yeah. we're getting interest from the tourism boards. We're getting interest from the marketing department. And what, va what value do you give them? Like, what, what exposure? Oh, yeah, we provide them a lot of exposure through our social media and then our platforms, um, the YouTube channel yeah. and Fuel TV as well. 
And the podcast. Oh, the and the podcast. podcast. And then you get on the podcast. Wow. You get on the podcast. Wow, yeah. 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 I'm going to give you a little example of our traction, <laughs> how, how it does work. So when we talk Dead Man's Run, which we're going to talk about later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we took Dead Man's Run with us to Threadbow, like they hadn't heard of it down there. So we were, we were doing like you know, drinking dead man's rum at eight o'clock in the morning. I had a stunt liver. <laughs> I had a person <laughs> a drink it liver. for me because I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> no one's um, ever said that before ever. But then, I know, <laughs> but then what happened was um, we'd left, obviously, and much later, dead man's went down there and they told us at one of the expos that because of you guys, we got so much traction into bars and they were like, People were saying, oh, yeah, we remember them. Yeah, give us a look at your rum. So the Dead Man's crew actually walked in a little bit easier in the Threadbow. And, well, uh, tell us about yeah. Dead Man while we're here. Tell, okay. tell me about Dead Man. Uh, JD, I'm jumping around here a little bit. Yeah. So we've, we've planned, you've packed, you've done all the stuff. You're carrying your own stuff. Yeah. Um, let's keep on with that, actually. Yeah, we'll come exactly. back to Dead Man. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we, what are we doing now? We've just got to find <laughs> the chef. Annoy him. Yeah, well. Oh, as- no. Don't annoy the chef. You should <laughs> know better than that, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> must be a chef. <laughs> I was just testing you, Sid. You knew. Oh, oh, don't no. forget. <laughs> I'm either talking to the business owner, the manager, or directly to the chef or the barista or, or the Or the bar. cleaner. Yeah, <laughs> the janitor. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, and then we... We, I guess we, we sit down with them and tell them this is what we want to do. Is yeah. there anything you want to showcase at your, you know, yep. your, do you have a favourite dish that the patrons enjoy or yeah. showcase a, a cocktail? And then there's been times where John will get in and do a little cooking session one-on-one yeah. and, yep. you know, I've done thrown the odd pizza in the air, that type yeah. of stuff. So we're really trying to be interactive yep. with, mm-hmm. the, with the people we go and see. So we formulate what we want to create we've obviously created a little loose storyline <laughs> yeah storyboard we're loose story. on our storyline people <laughs> storyboard yeah yeah, yeah. we do have stories as well of what the whole trip is going to encompass and then yeah we we do a lot of things on the hop so when we get in and do the filming it's yeah. you know we we let the videographers go and be creative and you know they they Get yeah. some magical shots mm. of the yeah. food, the kitchen, the, yeah, some the great energy, photos. Yeah. all those type yeah. of things. Awesome. Crack yeah. photos. So this is a part where, like, when we go back to the beginning, so this is the beauty about podcasts and the beauty about the way we talk and we know now you talk like that as well. We roll so many different tangents at once, so we're, you know, starting a story, chopping it, going back to it, going yeah. back. So we're going to go back to the beginning on how we met on Tinder. So we, so JD contacted me. I was in Japan. We started, you know, getting back and forth. I lined them up with Hakuba, different places and stuff like that. I, I've got like so many years of going to Japan and my contacts. So JD turns up with his crew. They film. I take them for trips to different places, blah, blah, blah. We get there. Then then we leave. JD comes back to Australia. <clears throat> and I'm like, I come home around the corner and I call JD up. He's giving me his number and he goes, give me a call when you get home. I get home, okay, oh, dude, what are you doing? I, I live around the corner in Coolum. He goes, so do I. <laughs> Two snow chefs live in Queensland. <laughs> and, um, and then we started talking and everything like that. And I said to him one day, I said, so who's the chef? And he goes, oh, we don't have one. Mm-hmm. And remember what you said to me? 
Do you, you got the gig or something like that? I think I said, I really want a female chef, but oh, you'll dude. do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I'm going now. <laughs> we do want to incorporate a female chef along the journey. Yeah, we so do. if you're yeah. out there, give us a hoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure there is. Let's chat because, yeah, yeah we're, not, we're not a bloke fest by any stretch yeah, of the imagination. Yeah, we definitely don't want to be blokes. <laughs> World, <laughs> you know what I mean? world who yeah. met on Tinder, yeah. you don't want to be that. No, 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 no. Yeah. no we need. Yeah. I mean, there's our industry's got amazing um, chefs characters on both sides of the genders, so we're mm. not going to be gender specific, yeah. you know, no way. But um, yeah, going back to how we met, that's how the story started with between JD and I, and since then we've been rolling with it. You know, there are times when we're traveling. JD's got the concept, and because I'm a chef. I can bring that part of the story to the table. And it basically goes like when we get on site, I always make contact with the chefs and I'll tell them a bit about myself. A lot of them now, they can see the research online through social media, but I'll tell them a bit about myself. And then you'll find that a lot of chefs, Graham, as you know, and recently I found out about this as well, they're not used to a camera being in front of their faces. Yeah. So recently I was somewhere where they, there was a morning crew filming these chefs and they were like, I said, how was it? And they're like, oh, it was fun. But, you know, I turned around and there was a camera right in front of my face. And I said, dude, I could have burnt you with this trade. They were up at Harvest. You'll drop yeah, the name, right. Harvest. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so the bakers were in there. Yeah. And the baker, main bakers turned around and said, yeah, I had a tray in my hand. And there was a cameraman behind me. And I nearly burnt him. I was like, yeah, they don't get it. But that's where we are. So being a chef, we sort of talked to our camera crews and say, look, we need you guys. If you go in the kitchen, you got to be aware that this is a kitchen, say, behind and look at your position within the kitchen to make sure you're not going to get in the way. But then you get that situation where I come in first and I'll talk to the chefs and I explain to them what's going on. And then they sort of get comfortable. How many times have I had to get loose for the camera? <laughs> Taking bullets. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, that is a thing that we do. We highly recommend a shot or two if there's a little bit of nerves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's yeah. way too many shots. And we've seen them melt and they eventually realise that they are talking to a chef. And so that's how we get a lot of, we're pretty good at getting wine takers. You know, we will shoot from the beginning to the end. And I have a really chilled out chef, but also like in Japan, we've had situations where the chefs don't want to be doing an interview in between their breaks because they want to go chill out. They, they don't want to do an interview before they start work because they're thinking about work, mm. but they will do an interview at 11.30 at night drinking a shitload of beers. And that's how we've done it. I've rolled with whatever they feel comfortable with because, you know, in the mountains, as, you know, we can explain to you, like you have to take every opportunity to get a break because once it's on, it's on. And then on top of that, you also have the situation where anything can go wrong in the mountains, like your trucks don't turn up, yeah, they're caught out like in storms or whatever. Um, yeah, so coming from a chef's point of view, they can relate to me and I can relate to them. Mm. And that's, we get a lot of info out of them like that. Yeah. So, any um, any any standout moments while you've been doing this with chefs were just so blowing many. you? Up. <laughs> Tell me some of those stories. Which ones? <laughs> well, just maybe the people, then then the food, then the alcohol. Well, I, I think we had when we went to Japan for the second time because the first time that I went to Japan, well, it was, wasn't the first time, but the first time with Snow Chef. It didn't quite turn out how it was meant to, and I'm not going to go too much nah. into that. But anyway, that's how I met John that first time. So it's, you know, out of, out of a negative comes a positive all the time. So 
yeah, that the second time we went back, it was myself, John, and, and Glenn, the videographer, and we yeah, we we flew into Japan. <laughs> we had a great time into Tokyo. Sorry, into Tokyo, and yeah, we got we we got lost. And yeah, stuff. yeah, we did like a little skit. Yeah, we did yeah. a skit where I was lost in in Tokyo, and that was a lot of fun. You know, yeah. got to that would have been an easy skit to do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well he looked really homeless. <laughs> we, we made sure that I was found in the near the Love Motels in, in Shibuya. Shibuya. Yeah, so that yeah. was pretty good, stunning place. Yeah, but yeah, we had a really good time when we went to Matarau. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was Matapau, and we had the. The good fortune of being supported by Dan Solo from yeah. Snowball Chalet, and he put us up in his beautiful chalet mm. there. And yeah. you know that was one of the times where John and I, you know, we did it. We did all our hard work. We, we you know we ate food, we drank a bit yeah. of booze, and yeah. we 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 didn't get on the mountain unfortunately to to snowboard. But we we decided we'd go out and it was, oh, look, let's just go out. We'll take it easy, you know, in bed, oh, no. by, in bed by 11. Yeah. Pretty soon we're in these bars and this is what happens, you know, anywhere really, but in the mountains in particular, you just get telling good stories and, you know, tales oh, yeah. about the day. And we were in Matarau, we were meeting giant French pro snowboarder yeah. who was a DJ and his mate who were great value and then we met, you know, those young Australian yeah. guys that were doing backflips in the bar. Uh, these are guys. <laughs> they amazing snowboarders <laughs> themselves as well. And skiers, yeah, yeah they do skiers. the moguls. Yeah. And, yeah, pretty soon, it, it, next thing we look at our watches and... It's it like was, four o'clock in yeah, the morning. four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and we had to go to Miyoko oh, the next day to film right. <laughs> with, uh, with Ted from... What's Ted's place again? The, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Mi- yeah. Miyoko there. And Joey. And Joey <laughs> Miyoko. Yeah. So I was that, hungover as hell that yeah, day, yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, come home at four and somehow get up at eight to go across to, to Miyoko. To, across oh, Full Valley. circle, filled yeah. with Ted at full circle. Full circle. And Joey from Joey's and Miyoko. And, yeah, we just somehow got through it and it finished. we finished the day because we really didn't have much storyline that day. It was hard. Yeah. <laughs> and you can ask the guys from First Four Films that edited that that episode, they were really, you know, struggling to find a bit of content <laughs> and I had to, like, reach out to a lot of different people and God bless Lockie who'd done a season in Miyoko. He had a little bit of content to make our story look half legit. But, yeah, John and I ended up in this, what was it, a down the bottom, member in the little dungeon-style restaurant and the Japanese guys in there, full-on, you know, beautiful oh, Japanese oh guys, just invited us in, let us do whatever we wanted. It was kind of like a barbecue style. What do you call that? Is it Kaya? Oh, oh, like a... See, he can't remember. He's I can't remember that. <laughs> killed. I was <laughs> cooked. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it we just goes to show, like, yeah, we all have a lot of fun. We just try to make things happen. And that, to me, just resonates because, you know, it was all about let's just have a good time. Go and Is that when we cooked the, the old shook as well? The, remember the lady making the okonomiyaki in front of us? Uh, that was the that next was day, in wasn't it? Matarau. That was in Matarau, but that yeah. was the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. We, we get we get a lot of insight into. So yes, we do go and we want to talk to like the chefs that we profile, but we also get taken out a lot to amazing places. Like Dan Solo took us out to this okonomiyaki place, and the old lady he sat on his like big grill, and there was like five seats, and she'd make okonomiyaki individually to you. Mm cook it, cut it up, serve it to you. And it was like, you know, she's been doing it forever. Do you film that? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got we've got that content. That's all filmed. Yeah, it's in the Matter Hour episode and then some yeah. short content Just, as well. I'll, I'll say it again at the end, but where do people find all this cool material? If they want to stop the podcast, which they won't want it right now because some really good shit about to happen. But where do they go and watch these videos? They'll go to Snowchef Instagram, Facebook, also the YouTube channel. Yeah. And... Yeah, they can go and watch it on Fuel TV when Fuel TV airs it. They've aired the Japanese series and they'll be airing the Canadian series, I think, probably around January next year. But our Canada Powder Highway season of episodes is coming out in December. It's been released on our YouTube channel and also our other social media components. And that one is going to be next level. Because that's, sorry, that's the paparazzi just going past. Yeah. <laughs> guys, they find yeah, us yeah, everywhere, don't they? through the window. <laughs> uh, look, podcast on. Quick. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm really looking. Well, I've obviously seen a couple of the episodes that are in the can already, and they're amazing, just amazing. Been working with the guys from First Fall Films for about a year and a half now, Matt and Lockie, and they're, you know, young guns. 25 around that age, yeah, mid 20s, yeah. and you know they're just they they got the passion that John and I share. Mm. So, you know when we do go, we haven't been on a proper trip with them yet, but we went and the did the snow travel expos yeah. in Sydney and Melbourne, and you know the vibe was great. I just said to the boys, look, just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Here's the storyline, make it happen, and mm. you know here have a good time. Here I'm paying for your day. Go yeah. have some beers, get a bit loose, yeah. whatever. They got but the hangovers, didn't they? They had the worst <laughs> hangover the next day. That's for sure. Yeah. Probably yeah. wasn't great that the pre-party for the Snow Travel Expo <laughs> in Melbourne was the night. Yeah, the night before. Usually they have the after party. I mean, I got lost in Melbourne. Put it that way. That's how big it was. <laughs> yeah. And I was just around the corner yeah. from where we were. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it sounds like lots of fun. There's obviously a real serious side too. You know, like you can't have a, a great thing without. Oh. You know, like I have to have business partners because I'm just the loose guy as well. Yeah. yeah. So you know. Serious side. Tell me, you know, what is some of the serious stuff that happens to make sure that this is a success? Yeah. Well, we create are. a lot of content. Yeah, so, so you, go, you guys just talent, is that yeah. it? Talent. Huh? Oh, we are <laughs> talent, seriously. But we, we create content for um, a lot of the places that we go to. Um, a lot of them really love it. Like at the expos, uh, the Japan crew from Little Micro Resorts saw it and they were like, wow, we want you guys to come and film. So the serious part of it is JD works really hard to source people and locations and everything. And I mean, he doesn't say it, but he hits a lot of dead ends as well because mm. some people just like, like they want to, but they don't know how to engage. And that's where the project planner comes in from JD because okay. he shows them what can happen, what the potential is. And then, yeah, we get the bites and then people start flowing in. Like I said, it's starting to flow a lot better now. So there is a big serious side of it. It takes a lot mm. of bloody planning. So who else are you collaborating with? We're collaborating with No Friends on Powder Days, which is an apparel company. So Marty, the owner there, provides us with some gear to wear wherever we go. Keeps us nice and warm and yeah. snug. Good and gear. That's really that's well. Cool. That's really good. Yeah, hoodies. Great hoodies, man. We're all planned for yeah. skiers and stuff. We've done some, yeah, I guess random kind of collaborations here and there. With uh, the guys in um, Hokkaido. Yama Plus. Yeah, Yama Plus. So oh, great. when we went to Japan, we wanted to like collaborate with a core Japan brand. And yeah. Yeah, we were lucky enough to find those guys. Yeah. Yama Plus, we had a couple of contacts there that worked for them. So that worked well. Yeah. Uh, we've collaborated with vehicle 
companies before. So yeah. you Duo Camper. Yeah, Duo Camper Duo in Hokkaido and uh, Tokyo RV Camper. Oh, he was awesome. Yeah, yeah, now that's <laughs> a story. That is a tell the story. story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah, I found him on Instagram and uh, communicated, hey, you want to collaborate? You know, blah, blah. I gave the bit of the, the jive talk and... Yeah, it was near the airport. Wasn't yeah, it? Not back streets of Tokyo, man, like yeah, yeah, in yeah. random yeah. middle yeah. nowhere. And so, yeah, we rock up there and we see all these like luxury cars. Yeah, Ferraris and Lamborghinis and everything. Porsche, like, yeah, yeah, everything Porsches. outside, outside. The, in this street, tight street, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. And there was our camper, just a, what type of car was that, a Toyota? Or? I can't remember. Yeah. It was <laughs> anyway, it was like. <laughs> there's only a world record for someone who said, I can't remember. There's, a, a, lot of, there's a lot of this stuff <laughs> under the table. And we're not even drinking yet. <laughs> That's why I've got a stunt liver, dude. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, I had to go in there and just do a little bit of negotiation with the, the great Japanese guy, but we had to do it all via Google Translate. Yeah. Uh, as yeah, much as John's an expert in Japanese. I'm so konnichiwa. <laughs> yeah, we had to get that over the line. So, yeah, there's a lot of that just nitty-gritty stuff that I guess is the professional side and then, you know, I do a put a lot of time it's not just me though it's like the other guys i'm always like trying to engage them as to yeah. hey how can we do this better yeah it's really yeah. cool and yeah the japan side like we've always like i've got a lot of contacts in japan and then they sometimes feed off into other contacts so it all branches out like a family tree type of thing so we're doing the whole world is that what the plan is oh yeah, yeah god yeah always yeah. We're in so we've done everywhere canada japan yep australia, australia. australia. And South America, did I hear you say? Oh, no, we want to go to South America. We want to go to South America, Canada. so we're, we're teeing that up. Yeah. We want yeah. to go... I got told about to Lebanon you, the other day. Yeah, Lebanon. Got to go to Lebanon. Europe, the Alps, of course. Yeah. We, we did go there way back in 2017, just to Zermatt and Verbier. And then, yeah, we want to go to like some real... Well, John just mentioned Lebanon, but some further funky places, like maybe some of the Stans and also... Oh, yeah. yeah. There's lots of snow there. Morocco. Yeah. Uh, Iran has always been a dream of mine yeah, to go yeah, there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't, don't believe stuff. the hype. Yeah. I think the locals call it a snow. They don't call it Iran because they're skiing all the time. Is really, really shit. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> 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 I had a joke. Oh, oh my God. I had a lot of time. I had a I thought yeah, he right. was being serious. I was yeah. like, wow, where is this? Astans, the Arans. <laughs> so there's snow in all these places, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, when you think of Morocco, you don't think of snow. No. Yeah, the um, Atlas Mountains in the back. Is yeah, that right? oh, yeah. That's yeah. on my wife's I've actually, list, actually. I've been, I've been around there, stuck in Morocco. Different story another time. Um, but, yeah, I've seen those mountains. They're amazing. Yeah. 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 So there is, yeah, there's like 65-plus countries in the world that have active snow resorts. So... Really, our stories are endless. And oh yeah, Georgia uh, in in the former USSR would be an awesome place to go as well. Wow! Um, so yeah, yeah, there's, tons yeah there's a, and there's tons a of lot of places. places and yeah. as you can imagine, if you've done a bit of travelling, you know the, the <coughs> culture of the people is is what makes it really. You know, and that's what that's what just fuels life, isn't it? And I, mm. I've noticed just for myself. I do a reasonable amount of travelling, and um, 
I just was saying on the way up here, actually, that without it, you sort of lose a bit of um, your, your, your drive and spark. It'd be weird. And, weird. And, I, and, I, and, I, and all the people that I know that travel a lot who probably don't even realise they're getting a lot of their spark from it. Yeah. And come back. And if you see people that haven't travelled, it's like daily grind. And yeah. It's like they're missing a whole part of a brain oh, or God, something, yeah. isn't it? Is that, is that, <laughs> so that, do you true. agree with that? Like, yeah, yeah. That's where you get your spark. Yeah. I mean, I think we, yeah. I think because we talk to a lot of chefs in this show, I mean, one, you know, if you're a snow chef, make sure you join us. But if, if you're not, go and be one. Yeah. You know, like, there seems to be so many opportunities. And we, I often ask people, why why should people be a chef? But, I, I mean, I think... That was my like, gig. Yeah. I, got, I became a chef because I was, like, I was traveling young and I learned how to cook young. At that point, I hadn't put the two together until mm. I was around 17 or 18, where I was like, oh, my God, I can, I can cook. And then that'll take me to the travel section. And it did, like... You know, went from the opera house as my first job um, for two years. Then I went to Rockpool, where Rockpool was going to three hats like two times when I was there. And at the end of that, walking out of Rockpool and getting asked by someone on the street, do you want to come to Japan? That's where, like, my career took me. Boom. Mm. Straight into travel. And it hasn't stopped because it took me to the mountains. It's taken me to the Mediterranean, to super yachts all around the world. You know everything. Yeah. yeah. So you ended up in Byron. Wrote a little bit of. Did you write a book? Or you I've been a in a couple of books. Yeah. And yeah. You used to work as a night packer at somewhere, didn't you? Oh no! <laughs> never do that again. <laughs> no, yes, um, people, you heard it here. Yeah. I did work for Graham. <laughs> no, even I'm leading still into traumatized. this. <laughs> leading into this, I wasn't sure who I was. You know, talking to you, I could see you guys as a brand, and you've managed to uh, successfully fool me because I wasn't even sure it was you until about yesterday. Yeah, you know, right. So, you know, um, yeah, I'm really inspired by your thing, and I think that. Most people have. Um, so, yeah, so how did you deal with um, COVID? I thought you were going to say groupies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the next question. How do you do it? So, so what did you do? How did you, oh, how did you just God. go, right, we're locked in? What, what could you do? You just tell me if there's just a quick story on that because I hate that. Topic. Couldn't do uh, much, could we? Yeah, we couldn't do much. I guess because we have a little bit of backlog of content because we all do have other jobs. So, we you know, we can't be smashing out content uh, as quick as we'd like. We, yeah, so we've, we've been sort of slowly editing and getting some more of the content out during COVID period. But, yeah, we did have plans to go to New Zealand that got canned by the, when the travel bubble went. We had, mm. we were going to go, we had a contingency in place, which was, we'd been invited to Falls Creek. They were going to be putting on a new festival called Feastable. So it was all about getting people who just have the love for the, the food yeah, first and yeah, foremost to come yeah. to the mountain and experience uh, the snow yeah. and skiing and all that kind of mm. stuff. So that was lining up to be a good, a really good. Yeah, we were going to cook on it. We were going to be go part of the whole project, eh? Mm, and go out to the, the back country on yeah. the skidoos and do a little session well, out awesome, there. Yeah. Uh, oh, with our man Steve Lee, mm, the legend. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do that. So, yeah, we got kind of thrown around all over the place and, you know, it was difficult that you couldn't even go down, you know, down through the border, you know, know. flight down from here on the sunny coast to, to Melbourne, then boom yeah. to the mountains. So it's then we thought relatively <laughs> easy. We couldn't do that. Yeah. yeah, and then we couldn't go to yeah. Yeah, we got invited to Redbo, and and there so again, COVID sucks. Could not go anywhere. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. sort of it given sucks. us a little bit of time to sort of get like the expos were fantastic. We managed to get the expos in. Well, mm. one state shut down, the next one would open. We were like. 
bouncing through expos, weren't we? Yeah, and yeah. the COVID was chasing us on our ass. <laughs> yeah. But we made it yeah, through, and that's where we got a lot of restrictions. Really, yeah, we got a lot yeah. of really good connections out of those expos. Yeah. I want to know about Canada. We spoke about Japan. Um, tell me a little bit about the Canada, Canada stuff. Okay. I had to leave John at home. Yeah, because I, was really? I was dating someone. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he was dating and, you know, it just so happens. Well, I'm call-up chef from <laughs> now on, okay? I missed that I'm, one. I'm call-up guy, okay? <laughs> okay. I will just, he will I'm do it. Will, yeah, I'm right. up for that. Uh, forget it. I'm never missing that <laughs> one again. And to any future prospects out there, I will not be staying home this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, just quickly, each time we've been on a trip, John seems to have had a... Don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> a lady friend, a little bit no. distracted and, you know, maybe the project manager. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> Were they all... Was this the one type stuff? Is that it? <laughs> what? what did you say? <laughs> nah, it's <here>. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's not. Oh, okay, yeah, Canada. We... I just so happened to be in that part of the world, but, uh, you know, it was the end of a family trip and I was staying on and yeah, I was in San Francisco with my mate Kevin and who's the mate that's always got time for anything to do with the snow in the mountains. <laughs> what about if he's got a girlfriend or something? Uh, <laughs> he's always the kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's all right with that. Yeah, so we, we flew up to Calgary. You know, I went from the, the beautiful probably eight degrees in San Francisco in winter to negative 31 in Calgary. And I was like, oh, let's see what yeah, this is like. Yeah. At the airport, I thought, ah, oh, this is nothing. Popped out and within an yeah, easier minute, it was like cutting into my skin. <laughs> and, all, and I'm like, oh. And I was starting to feel a bit sick as well because lovely Kevin had had, had the flu and I think passed it on to me while I was in San Francisco, but that was all good. This is pre-COVID yeah, as yeah, well, pre-COVID. when you're allowed to have a flu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was probably exactly. COVID. <laughs> and then you were talking about videographers earlier. I I was trying to arrange for a videographer in the USA to come and meet us up in Canada and sure, that was a few stories. I, yeah, one guy had a... Because he had a DUI, previous DUI, DUI, driving under the influence, sorry. He couldn't go through into Canada. That's the law. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So that That's went to Bush. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. note to self that one's mm. going. So I ended up. I'm <laughs> 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 We're going to give him shit. We're going to give everyone shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spoke to, to Lockie at First Ball Films and said, uh, you know, what's Matt up to? Because I knew Lockie had oh, – Lockie was in Japan. Yeah. And, yeah, he said Matt's just hanging out in Adelaide, twiddling his – no, he's not twiddling his thumbs, but he was doing something. And I said, you want to come on a trip over here? I'll pay for you, blah, blah, blah. And he's – the story goes that his dad said, oh, I can't be – that's too good to be true. No, oh, yeah, we get, we get be, a lot of that. <laughs> someone yeah. can't be paying for you to come over to Canada yeah. to go around <laughs> some mountains and – yeah, so Matt went through uh, like a 24 hours of getting to uh, to Vancouver and then to Calgary and then, yeah, on yeah, to the... How would that be as mm-hmm. a young guy sitting at home getting the call up going, Amazing. you want to get on a plane? Yeah. But you know what? He must have had something. Skied. What else? Why, why did you pick him? Oh, because... He's a good cameraman. Good, ca- <laughs> good cameraman, editor, yeah. lots of talent. And good, just good bloke like as well. Yeah, good guy yeah. and enjoys the Can mountain, ski? mountain culture. Uh, snowboarder. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, and snowboard. He's yeah. good. So, yeah, we just then travelled the three. Well, actually, no, Kevin came the, the following day on a bus. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we went to Golden, which is sort of up the top of the, the Powder Highway, and then we went across to Revelstoke, 
Yep. And then a few days in Revelstoke, that was epic. And then down to the town of Nelson, which is a big foodie town, and it's got Whitewater close by. And Whitewater is like an amazing snow resort that probably has some of the healthiest food um, there in the restaurants. It's, yeah, truly amazing. And then we did the big loop. You come down near pretty close to the US border and then you come all the way back up. We went to Panorama. So we did go past yeah, Fernie and there's one other that, there as well that we didn't have the opportunity to meet. But we were sort of going where we were getting support from the tourism boards and the resorts. So, yeah, we ended up the top at Panorama Resort, which is near Invermere. And Invermere was great because it's got one of those places, it's got a big lake and you've got the ice fishermen. And we went out one day and Kevin, God bless him, he loves those eccentrics and as do I, there were these two, or the fishermen are everywhere and they're like half cut drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon out on the, they've got their caravans there set up and Matt in particular and me to a certain degree was a little bit dubious about Kevin driving our, or vehicle that I'd paid for <laughs> out onto the ice. Oh, right. <laughs> and anyway, yeah, he's, he's, he's ah, we'll be right out there. And we go out and we met two awesome ice fishermen and, yeah, they ended up saying, oh, you boys should go down to <laughs> somewhere else. And we're like, oh, we can't go there. And they're like, we were about to go around the corner to there's a distillery there. So we went around to the distillery and these guys came along with us. So we've got them in the distillery. They'll be on the episode, no doubt, when the guys come to editing. But, yeah, just some awesome characters in there. And then we – that was the end of the trip. And Yeah, but you guys got awesome power. Oh, yeah. Tell Every, them the gig, mate. Yeah, the sun didn't come out until the last day, essentially, yeah. on a 10-, 11-day trip. Maybe it was 12 days. And, yeah, we, we lucked out. And because we were so well looked after by those awesome Canadians, we were afforded a little bit more time than is usual to get up on on the mountains. You know, we got great support from um, the likes of Andy Brown in Golden. Yeah. You know, just organised all these people. So everywhere we went, the people were expecting us and, you know, they were um, – they'd read the – the dot point uh, proposal that I provide them and knew what was coming and yeah it was it was epic and then yeah as we always do we were able to go around to some of the the places we visit on the hop just to add a little bit more to the whole story yeah so no, no. Canada just mind blown lots of Aussies over there as yeah. you can imagine and it was quite interesting January I thought would be really full on busy but it wasn't that busy they usually get a lot of inbound tourism around Christmas, New Year, and then it's the Kiwis and Aussies yeah, that right. drive the GDP mm-hmm. through that month of January. And then February is well known for the Europeans and the US, people from the US. So we're, we're really keen to go back there and do backcountry lodges. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, chopper. Yeah. So any choppers out there want to hang out with Snow Chef and showcase some... Some chefs in the backcountry lodges, we're up for it. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, the heli skiing is actually on my, my list as well. Yeah. It's yeah, actually on my wife's list. But, but you can't uh. ski. <laughs> 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 you just, what do you mean, blowing, dude? What do you mean, I can't ski? <laughs> we 
both parts here. We both were on the green runs. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was trying to pick you up off the ground, spent most of my life. <laughs> no, we were doing it. Till so the bargain riders. As, as soon as we do it. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm doing it next year, so watch out for that. Yeah, <laughs> toboggan from the top <laughs> to the bottom out of a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, no, I can ski much better than you. Yeah. Really? Um, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, looking forward to. Uh, well, what's next? What's next? Is Charlie's got me off track here. Yeah? What about our our sponsor at the moment? Good old Dead Man's. We yeah, tell me again. Are we we done that. <laughs> we yeah, did well, do that. Well, well, tell us again. Doing a few. Tell little... me what you did. You, the story I think you told me before we even started. Which with one you. about when you went down and then they got a big lot of lot of people buying it. To, oh, to there, uh, in Threadbow. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, yeah. We're doing we're doing the good old Dead Man's. Um, in in the mountains, I mean, you know, they sponsor us. They gave us um, a car, you know, said go down and you know get wild. Yeah, yeah. Mark. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we were doing drinking a lot of it. So you, they gave you a car and hit rum. Yeah, I know. Responsible <laughs> drink driving. No, we didn't drink oh, drive. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. got dead man's written all over it. You can't miss it. Yeah, we yeah. had Dan with us on that occasion. A yeah. fairly. And we had no idea. Tried no to jump jumper. a remember he tried to jump a fence out at Moonbar Huts and he's a country lad from like oh, west yeah. of Rockhampton, I think, and yeah, he's gone to jump a wire fence and his balls caught, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. 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 He, got <laughs> he, by up the and he was limping around for the rest of the, the trip. That's right, that's yeah. Sure. Yeah, that was yeah. an eventful trip. Yeah, we had no apprentice as well. Yeah, no apprentice, a photographer, yeah. young photographer yeah. with us yeah. who knows a lot your, about the kitchen. He's um like one of my old mates, Sean Prenter, um, another Rockpool chef and guy I'd spent a lot of time in Japan with, and one of his kids, and uh, yeah, came over and filmed with us, knows the kitchen really well. So that's one of those examples when you have someone that knows how to work in the kitchen and then goes in the kitchen as a photographer, they know exactly how to perform. Yeah. And it's really important because you need the kitchens to be comfortable with you so they can open up and do their job. And the chefs also need the trust that you know what you're doing as well. So oh, having a proper so camera person is so important. A person yeah. who knows the kitchen. Yeah. 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 Like I so, said before, just knows the the flow and the understands. Flow. Yeah. If yeah. he's bending down, he's going to probably come out of the oven with something. Yeah. yeah exactly. All that stuff. Yeah. It is a, it's a real law under its own, isn't it? It's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So Dead Man's, um, we would showcase the rum. I mean, we were, we were doing little skits. Um, we were drinking it at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we um, with Simon from um, Candlelight Lodge, the head chef. We did some skits out the out on the deck, uh, cooking with it and stuff like mm. that. And you so know. yeah, like going forward with Dead Man's Fingers, and um, we're we're looking to, or we have already, but we're going to create content around you know food and beverage and pair food pairing. Um, you know, John will be doing little some more cooking sessions and things like that out on mm, yeah. decks, barbecues, yeah. anything to do with, you know, obviously it goes well with meats. You know more about mm. that than me. Yeah. And, yeah, just incorporating, like, chats with, with chefs that are doing something a little bit different in the mountains and, yeah, incorporating the dead man's into that. Well. So, yeah, it'll be a good little thing. And then, yeah. Like, there's heaps of different flavours. So that's pineapple and then that's... What? Mango. Got a coffee one here. Coffee. Oh, hemp. Have that hemp. One How's that? Hemp one. Hemp. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll give you guys a little shot in a minute, see your reactions, but yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have a favourite of the flavours? Oh, what was this one again? 
That was pretty tasty. The mango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that coconut one. Where's that coconut one? Is okay, that it? you're driving home to go. Yeah. <laughs> coconut rum. That's pretty good. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind the coconut. Goes That's pretty, pretty well. good. Yeah. yeah. Pineapple it's, rum. It's pretty good. But yeah, we, you know, it's all well. Well, we had great times when we're, when we've got yeah. the booze in hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's yeah. always people that are up for oh. enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all about drinking responsibly, of course. And so are they. But it's, you know, just all about apres ski and in the mountains, it's it's the done thing, you know, have a good time and yeah. end your day well with good food and, and good good beverage, wine, whether it's wine, rum, other spirits. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've been sponsored by four. Four Pillars as well, gin companies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was in Japan. You sound like um, professionals at the end of the day. And, and professional and presenting fun and presenting food, yeah. it takes a lot of a lot of responsibility. I, how do you look after yourselves in the off-season? Are, are you just are you walking you and surfing? You mean body beautiful here? No, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there's, you know how, how do you make sure that you've got legs that are going to ski? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah because yeah, we do. No, I can. Whoa, there's a bunch of bag next to me. There's yoga signs everywhere in this room. Is that what you're doing? A bit of yoga? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do a bit of yoga. That's and um, I also do. I do do a little bit of boxing. And then there's a mountain, as you can see across the road from here, the old Mount Coolum. Climb up that occasionally to try and get a bit of um, leg work bit in. into the legs. Yeah, yeah. good old so, cardio. So that's as well, good. Yeah. Um, you know, occasionally get out for a surf, but not as much as I'd like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I surf. I yeah. surf heaps. So I do that. Uh, before we go away, normally I'll start training because, yeah, we do we do a fair bit of hiking, walking in deep snow, taking cameras up and down mountains, all that type of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. there's a bit of training for me that okay. goes into it. He's always yeah. training. Yeah. But for me, I, I start like, you know, we're going to go to Japan in January, like pretty much now. Um, I start doing some training. I do the lighthouse in Byron. Um, I try to get into the gym. I'm so shit at the gym, but I get into it. <laughs> uh, well, I think when you've got something to look forward to, it's much easier. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. you got okay. that goal. So what's the next trip coming up? Can I just add on that? There's another component to being fit, and that's being fit to eat lots of food and oh, drink. It's oh, hard, yes. hard work. It's, it oh. looks great and it looks easy. People but don't get it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, we get tired. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it this way. So we fulfil a lot of our sponsors' You know, connections or whatever you call them. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say dreams, but you know, <laughs> they dream that we drink all that. <laughs> but um, no, we we do a lot of stuff for our sponsors. Um, it does take like drinking rum at eight o'clock in the morning. And like I said it before, I had a stunt liver. I was not gonna drink all that. Um, we get offered like lots of people sh- like showcase their products with us. So I sat down in Japan to a, an amazing Austrian feast where I was like how the hell am I meant to eat all that? And we were just calling people from everywhere, come and eat this because we couldn't do it. But we do eat a lot. By the end of the trips, we're like, oh, can't fit another thing in. We try not to drink a lot, but we do end up getting loose and we do end up having a lot of fun. But yeah, it takes a lot of preparation. And then afterwards you come home and you're just like, I don't want to drink anymore for a month. I don't want to eat anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like most of my holidays. So yeah, going forward, we have... We're looking to do another trip to Japan mainly because of, I guess, the COVID restrictions and mm-hmm. the way they're going to ease. It's probably going to be easier for Australians to be going to yeah, either what, Japan, USA, other parts of Asia, I suppose, Canada. So, yeah, we thought let's go back to Japan. We've got great support there through 
well, first and foremost, Phil Osborne at Snow Travel Expo, great bloke. Yeah. And he's, you know, given us the opportunity to get links to some of the Japanese uh, tourism boards and snow resorts. That's right, we were yeah. lucky enough to meet. And then also, you know, we've, we've built relationships there. We know other crew that are already working there as well. But, yeah, we really want to go back and do something really kind of different to what we did last time and really special and be a little bit more mm. underground and mm. shh, hush, hush, maybe a little few little hidden treats along the journey that, yeah. you know, those snow enthusiasts will be like just frothing on. They'll be like, yeah, this is, I've never heard of that place or, you know, it's yeah, right. almost the... Melbourne hidden bar type thing. Oh, yeah, the yeah. closed door yeah. behind the closed door. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. We're, we're so. trying to do, and we're going to probably start it off in Tokyo again. We've got a great chef that we know there that's um, half Hawaiian, half oh, Japanese. Oh, him, yeah. And total underground type oh, chef. He runs that, amazing. Uh, that John met in the Philippines yeah. on our way over there. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to anyone. <laughs> I couldn't afford him. the. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't afford the flight, direct flight, <laughs> previous times. So well, we look at where it goes. Yeah. yeah. We, we, so random dude at the airport, you know, we're just talking between the two of us and he just joined our table and we just started talking and he's like, He's a chef um, and he organizes these exclusive parties and he's a DJ. He's like one of the top DJs as well in Tokyo. And so he'll DJ, but he cooks as well. And so you got this massive top floor penthouse, for example, overlooking Tokyo, and he'll be in there cooking and then he'll be DJing and then he'll have his mates DJing. So he's invited us to go do a little collab with him. We'll start off with him probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. And yeah, yeah just so Japan and then... The next Southern Hemisphere snow season in 2022, yeah. uh, we're going to hopefully be going to the festival at Falls Creek. And then we also, what we want to do is show really strong support. And one of my catchphrases, I guess, that I always put up on social media is support your local, support your local food and beverage establishment in the mountain or anywhere really, but mountains. For well, this. that's what we are. Really. <laughs> mm. We're snow chefs. Yeah. Because essentially they bring all the good times and vibes. That's how we look at it. If you think about it, every good time you have in life is predominantly around food and beverage. You know, it's, it's mm. the way it is. The European families, the, right. you know. Celebration, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a important part of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, get yeah. your kids cooking and, you know, yeah. Scarlett, you doing much cooking? <laughs> <laughs> I am actually, you know, cooking does really facilitate connection and good times. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it goes sure. hand in hand, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we're hoping Southern Hemisphere 2022 will be yeah, Falls Creek, Hotham, Bright. We want to create a bunch of, as a bit of a gift to the, to the, to the industry, we want to create a bunch of short-form content around like, hey, must have uh, five cocktails yeah. in, in Bright, Victoria. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chef John's fave five fave uh, distilleries <laughs> yeah. or something like that or uh, meals. <laughs> John's <laughs> favourite deer or venison dishes, <laughs> yeah. something like yeah. that. So yeah, we, we've already been communicating. So we we're going to do it this year, communicating to a lot of those establishments. 
down in that region, down up in that region, so yeah. it's going to be pretty yeah. bad. I can just see John now running around with a gun trying to shoot a deer, <laughs> and just and the film's going to be like he's just missing and missing oh. and missing, <laughs> no and idea. the deer's just like moving a little bit, and the bullet's going straight but hitting a tree behind it, and then he goes, oh, then there's a picture of him fishing going, <laughs> it looks like we're going to get fish and not venison today, guys, so uh, <laughs> no, I'm just going to get some trout, <laughs> and then the next thing you see him at the shop buying some fish, oh. and it's like, oh, well, we didn't catch sure any, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got um, our cameraman, Lockie. He's a fly fishing guy. Yeah. So, oh, so he catches all the fish. No, so you're there going like this. I'm actually a fisherman as well. <laughs> yeah. It's not what Sammy said. Sammy yeah, Johnson oh, said it. <laughs> I am a legend. But no, no, it's, we've got content like that, don't we? Uh, uh, where God. I go fly fishing and, um, and you know, we're at both places we, we did in Bright and I also did it when we went to Threadboat. Yeah, 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 in, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've got uh, Lockie, little plug here, uh, fishing with Fitzy in Bright. Look him up, go yeah. see him, go do some um, guided tours with, with the yeah. man. And then, yeah, look, just quickly, we're going to go to New Zealand next year as well. So, we're going to like go the double whammy, yeah, because we're just, yeah, we're just frothing and ham. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's bad this year, yeah. but yeah. the tourism boards just had to can it because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. there's great yeah. establishments mm. there. Yeah. Where about you going to New Zealand? We are going to go over to Christchurch. We're yep. going to get a vehicle. We're going to drive to Mount Hutt, Methven, the town there. And then we're going to sh- down to past uh, Wanaka, drop into Wanaka, great yep. little food scene there. And then we will come down to Queenstown yep. and do a little bit there before yep. yeah, jet setting back over to Australia and looking forward to our next uh, journey in the Northern Hemisphere. Which well, could be anywhere. Lebanon. I'm, I'm sure you've bred some fans on, from the podcast today. So um, I think everyone's going to be following your little journey. Just one more time, how do we find you again? Just let us know that again. We are Snow Chef, Snow underscore Chef on Instagram, Snow Chef on Facebook, and we are on YouTube as well. We've got our YouTube channel, Snow Chef. Look us up there. Great. A ton of videos up there now and some more coming soon. And... I guess we, we, yeah, we're on Fuel TV when our next season of episodes release and Absence TV as well. And, um, yeah, keep an eye out. We'll be hopefully on some more video on demand. And I'm sure I, I will say this on behalf of you, but I encourage everyone to reach out to you guys. You're a load of fun. You're, you're doing some fantastic stuff and you've got a great story and good on you. All right. Let's Snow have Chef. It. Thanks. Thank you John very Justin, much for having Thank us. you. Pleasure. Thank you. Let's have a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done that.